Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. And for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you gave your email address to Vladimir Putin, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, July 29th, 2016, the Truth Is Out There edition of the show, where we talk about those damn emails. No, 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 not those emails, the, the other ones. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking broadcast is brought to you by Vladimir Cybersecurity Systems. His name you can trust. You have many things make safe. We help with that. You trust Vladimir. He take care of. Email. Bank numbers. Code for nuclear weapons. You give to Vladimir. He makes safe. You trust Vladimir. Vladimir not part of GRU. You swears. You got big company, Goldman Sachs. Use Vladimir. Promise. Be good. Just give all passwords when sign up. Vladimir cybersecurity free. Use social security number as promo code at checkout. Spatsiba. Russians. Straight up. They don't give a fuck. They're mad always. You never, you never met a happy Russian ever, ever. I can prove it right now. You never once in your life heard a Russian go like this. Oh my God, no way. Fucking awesome. That's why you're laughing. You agree with that shit. You ever seen a Russian outside of Disneyland? Like, hurry up. Is the whole crew here? Let's go on rides. Go, go, come on. Let's go, go, go. No, they just stand outside of Disneyland like, fuck this bullshit. I hate this place. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck this place. I hate this. Mickey and Minnie Mouse, worst couple ever. I don't care. <laughs> Shittiest place on earth, mate. <laughs> the Democratic National Convention wrapped up in Philadelphia this week in one of the most shocking events I've witnessed in 47 years on this planet when the party superdelegates as one rejected the candidacy of Hillary Clinton and voted en masse for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders to be the nominee for President of the United States of America. Holy shit! Meanwhile, back on this side of the looking glass, Hillary Clinton received the party's nomination for president, becoming the first woman to do so for a major party in United States history. This is huge. It's, it's like watching monkeys use tools for the first time. Oh, it is, my friend. It is. The DNC was everything. The RNC was not. Multiracial, well-orchestrated, uplifting, hopeful, positive. The party leaves Philadelphia, if not 100% united, because there's still a few burners out there that need some ointment over there in Wonderland, but for the most part united and solidly dedicated to defeating the tangerine lip canker topped with a fiberglass tuft the Republicans kissed upon the mouth of the country. This is good for the party, but it's not so great if you want to pad out 26 minutes of angry ranting interspersed with non-sequitur audio drops all the while slowly slipping into a drunken stupor. 
You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Where the Republicans ran a convention framed around a worldview so bleak it makes Blade Runner look like Frozen, the Democratic convention bubbled with enthusiasm, hope, promise, and the occasional spate of booze from Sanders voters. We took over Sunnyside, rigged the whole system. All in all, the DNC was a particle of matter to the GOP's particle of antimatter, and it should have been the mic drop on the rap battle of the primaries. But then, there were those damn emails. Earlier in the year, someone hacked the Democratic National Committee and made off with files, emails, voicemails, and Ross's sandwich from the office fridge. It was my sandwich. My sandwich. My sandwich. We've known about the hack for a while as little trickles of information leaked out during the ensuing months. But last weekend, hours before the beginning of the convention, WikiLeaks published a searchable database of 20,000 DNC emails. The contents of those emails were simply shocking. It seems the Democratic National Committee preferred Hillary over Bernie. What? What? Oh, was that? No, I can't believe it. Yeah. Someone page Claude Rains. He was Captain Raynaud in Casablanca, in case the millennials didn't know. The DNC's own bylaws require the organization to be neutral towards the candidates in the primary and exist only to provide support, information, and coordination between the campaigns across the Democratic Party. It seems the DNC, and in particular DNC Chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz, were not entirely impartial towards Bernie's campaign when they examined the situation and found... I don't know, there's just something about him. Something around the house. No, I'm sure of it. I hate him. Out of the trove of 20,000 emails, seven to nine stood out for being so heinous, so vile. So reprehensible, they demanded the issue be settled on the field of honor. Uh, Well, actually, they just demanded that somebody get really angry about them and maybe get fired. Because Debbie referred to the Sanders campaign as, quote, silly, unquote. Really? Fuck me, because like a year ago, I said exactly the same thing. I'm sorry, Bertie. I'm sorry. I love you. But you realize that Vermin Supreme has a better shot, and he wears a boot on his head because at least he's not a socialist. A DNC staffer suggested that maybe they could imply that Bernie is an atheist. That one actually does kind of piss me off because I know that 60% of Americans have said repeatedly that they would not vote for an atheist for president. I mean, they would vote for a Muslim or a Jew or a gay man or a reptiloid alien from the Gargalon galaxy before they would vote for an atheist. So to all of you, I would just like to say, fuck you. No, I mean, look, I read these emails. (laughs) Not all of them. What are you fucking crazy? There are 20,000 of them. 20,000 of them. No, I I did read several very angry articles listing the most egregious offenders, and I came away asking, Hey, where's the thief? I don't think there's anybody back there. I've been waiting to use that drop for a long time. Look, it ain't good what's going on here. The DNC isn't supposed to be doing shit like this, but the shit they did looks pretty fucking minor. Most of the time, they're only 
talking about doing stuff, and there's no ever evidence that they actually ever did anything. The biggest thing the DNC is guilty of is committing their office bullshit sessions into writing. And they're not alone. How would you like it if people got to go through your work emails and found all the stupid shit you know you said in there? Is the DNC wrong? Fucking A right they're wrong. Should there be an investigation? Oh, probably. Should Debbie's ass be kicked to the curb? Oh, my friends, she was. Being the honorary chair of the 50 state committee is the sort of thing you make up to placate someone who is clearly being fired, but you just don't want to say you're firing them. The job is the equivalent of the task you get a five-year-old when they say they want to, quote, help, unquote, cook a gourmet dinner. The narrative surrounding the DNC email hack says that this is proof that the system is rigged. Now, if everyone just looks, it's so plain to see. Come and see the violence inherent in the system! Help, help, I'm being repressed, bloody peasant! Oh, what a giveaway. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, eh? On the Wonderland side of the looking glass, this article was being passed around Facebook that says that some group that exists on the internet to judge elections which, according to my research, exist on the internet to judge elections, claims that Bernie would have won an additional 184 delegates, pledged delegates, if the DNC had not, quote, rigged, unquote, the system. By the way, Hillary won by over 400 pledged delegates. So, you know, math. Based on this math, Hillary is disqualified, Bernie is automatically president, and everyone gets a goddamn pony to make up for this unspeakable evil. As usual, the narrative is full of shit, but hey, so long as we're all getting a fucking pony, maybe we should just run with it. And the problem with the narrative is that Bernie himself isn't going along with it. The gist of what he said was, this goes to show that we were actually right and we talked about the DNC being biased, but it doesn't change the outcome of the election. Again, math. Diehard burners and not a few third-party hashtag never Hillary scream that the fi- this is the final nail in the coffin of the DNC and the endemic corruption means that they will never vote for that woman. Dudes, we get it. Also, you were never going to vote for that woman in the first place. What you're going to do is use this as an opportunity to lecture the rest of us on how we're shills, dupes, and fools for voting for that woman. Also, when you guys say that woman, we know what you're really saying is... That bitch! You're not hiding it that well. In fact, 9 out of 10 of you should just go ahead and come out and say it. The real reason you won't vote for that woman because she is, in fact, a woman. Your attempts to hide it are sad, pathetic, and juvenile, just like you. But I'm not here to talk about that, because we're talking about those damn emails. Because there are two stories about those damn emails, and both are equal and valid. There's the story of a biased DNC, there's also the story of who hacked the emails and their bias. There's actually a third story in Julian Assange's admission that he timed the leak to hurt Hillary the most. But again, that's not my bag tonight, baby. It's becoming increasingly clear that the hack wasn't done by Matthew Broderick and his trusty Commodore Vic-20. Why buy just a video game from Atari or Intellivision? 
Invest in the wonder computer of the 1980s for under $300. The Commodore VIC-20. Nor was it a cleverly named Romanian whose smooth style mixes the best of the devil's slime-dripping, blood-soaked scale flesh with the smart designs and quality fabrics of an out of a noted Italian fashion design house. No, my pod friends, it looks as though it may have been... The Russians. Several cybersecurity firms and the FBI are investigating the case, but from the civilian side, the evidence is strongly linking the hack to groups associated with the Russian state security or the GRU. Now, you may not know what the GRU is, and I can tell you that it is not the Grusalog from Angel, even though he was fucking dreamy. I can tell you that they are the successor to the KGB, which, oh, by the way, Vladimir Putin used to be a part of. The data trail is often murky and hacks, and sometimes misleading data will be put in to throw off investigators, but an increasing preponderance of the evidence points towards the Russian government's involvement in the hacking and the subsequent release of the stolen data in an attempt to influence the election. Somebody said to me, well, what does it mean? I said, it means I killed a man in prison for asking fucking questions. Look, no one is saying the festering tangerine pustule on the diseased member of the GOP is a Russian agent. Well, actually, I'm sure someone is actually saying that, but not me and not any responsible member of the media, which I am. Neither is anyone saying that Trump is being influenced by Russia directly although he said a lot of very loving things about Putin over the past few months. And his boy Paul Manafort worked for a number of Putin lackeys and toadies. But no one, certainly not me, would say of the notably litigious Mr. Trump that his many ties to Putin-affiliated Russian oligarchs who fund his myriad schemes, scams, and Scottish golf courses because no rational bank would lend him money after four bankruptcies are causing the nominee to adopt a very friendly policy to the criminal regime running Russia at the moment. No one would remotely insinuate, well, no one but the noted conservative commentator George Will, that Trump refuses to release his tax returns because it would show how close he's entwined with Russian money. Russian money that I would never ever want to infer is largely funding his businesses. Trump, for his part, insists that he has no investments in Russia, which is not the same thing as saying that Russia has no investments in him, and indeed is pretty much a form of... Evasive action. If he doesn't actually own any property in Russia, and he says that he has no investments in, in Russia, I guess it makes Trump... You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. Never one to avoid sticking his presumably huge dick in a sausage grinder, the GOP nominee said in a news conference this week. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find those 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by the press, which is the dumbest fucking thing you could possibly say if you're actually running for president. Trump later explained that he was using sarcasm. Which is good, because what he did is technically treason by inviting a foreign government to interfere with an election on his behalf. And when your campaign's central theme is locking up your opponent, you probably want to avoid overt acts of treason. And jokes aside, I really don't think Trump is in Putin's pocket. 
I think that Putin would very much like to see Trump in office for any number of reasons, not the least of which it would destroy his greatest opponent on the world stage. It's hard to point fingers at the Russians when you're busy trying to tamp down terrorism and insurrection in your own backyard. And even if Trump is not the full-blown wackaloon I think he is, he's repeatedly said he would pull back from NATO and out of our treaty obligations with Korea and Japan, and that made Putin's dick gets so hard, he actually had to sit down and put his head between his knees so he wouldn't pass out from the blood loss. Look, Putin is playing our elections, and some folks are acting like he's doing us a favor. Hamilton Nolan in Gawker, someone with whom I frequently agree, wrote a piece thanking him for doing so. Admittedly, it was somewhat tongue-in-cheek. The reasoning goes that the hack exposed corruption in our electoral system. Really? Are you sure? Or are you looking at the normal day-to-day functions of the American political system and how ugly it is? Are you sure you just aren't seeing how the sausage is made and hopefully finding that it's a different grinder than the one Donald shoves his dick into so often? Maybe I'm old, but when I think of quote-unquote corruption, I'm thinking of like G. Gordon Liddy with a flashlight in his mouth and a little tiny camera. So functionaries in an office calling a campaign manager an asshole when the guy is actually kind of an asshole just doesn't rise to the level of Watergate. As the post-mortem continues, it is looking less like a massive conspiracy to keep Bernie Sanders from winning a handful more more delegates than what he'd already won, and more like Debbie was an incompetent chair who lost any semblance of control over the operation. It looks bad. It is bad. But unless there is some real bombs out there and some real evidence to back it up, it's not that bad. Also, WikiLeaks didn't even bother to redact personal information and credit card numbers. Julian Assange, who I used to have some respect for before he bunkered up like Manuel Noriega with a set of earplugs, he was the president of Panama that we invaded and knocked out because he was a drug dealer in the 1980s. More for you millennials. And then he turned all pissy, just dumped the data out there with no concern to the impact of people whose only crime was donating to a political party. It's a total dick move. Oh, but he hates Hillary like I hate Bud Light Limerita. And he couldn't wait to stir the turd in the punch bowl and maybe hurt her chances to be elected. I get it. I get it. The good old U.S. of America has been fucking around in other people's elections since before we even had a country to elect people to. We hack. We spy. We infiltrate. We prop up. We tear down. We extort. We intimidate. We instigate. And when that doesn't work, we outright invade. I guess we're the fucking assholes here, okay? Yeah, oh, we are. I'm not saying that it's right when we do it. And even if we think we're doing it for the right reasons... Usually, we're just doing it for the money. Because we do it doesn't make it right for Vlad and his boys to do it to us. Also, you know what? I'm still enough a child of the Cold War to think that when the Russians do something, it's just somehow a lot worse than when we do it. We will leave our fleet behind. We will pass through the American patrols, pass their sonar nets, and lay off their largest city and listen to their rock and roll while we conduct missile drills. 
This isn't the first time or the last time that Russia will meddle in our business, but you gotta ask yourself a hard question. If Vladimir Putin wants Donald Trump in the White House, and Putin hates America, what does that tell you about Donald Trump? You're goddamn right. It's easy to look at a situation like this that hurts people that you actually don't like and think, Leonard likes this post. Because it supports your feeling that you were robbed of the primary. I get it. It's human nature to write a counter-narrative in the face of a big loss. It's like squishy footballs. Oh, I get to use a sport ball narrative. You didn't lose the big game because you were outplayed. You lost because those footballs were underinflated. And come to find out, yeah, those footballs were underinflated, but it didn't have a goddamn thing to do with the fact that you lost because the other team played better. You were passionate. You had a vision for the future that I think will come to fruition in the future. But no one stole your election. You lost. Bernie says it. Most of Bernie's supporters say it. The facts say it. The plain truth is that Bernie could have won if he'd invested more in the outreach to the African-American voters. They elected Hillary, not some partisan staffers in the DNC. Hillary's campaign won because this was a Democratic primary, and she understood the simple truth that black voters are the base of the Democrat Party. The DNC emails are a sideshow. The main stage is the bad people who are looking to do bad things to us. Not saying that we need to Reagan the Russians. My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today that I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin <laughs> bombing in five minutes. Or even start a cyber war with Russia because, face it, they got more hackers than we do. And those fuckers have got way more practice than our guys. Because in modern Russia... You do not hack computer. Computer hacks you. <sighs> but maybe we might want to think about making sure the guy Vlad wants to win doesn't actually win. Because that would be bad. Bad for you. Bad for me. Bad for everyone. And if you're one of those white middle class liberals that wants to tell me about the evils of voting for the lesser of two evils, I would just like to point out to you, and I'm going to hit you with this over and over again, you you, and me, we're not paying the price if Trump wins. Someone else is. So I hope you can sleep with that when you cast your never-Hillary vote. Oh, and by the way, if you happen to be an American hacker who listened to this show and you were just insulted by what I said, please realize I wanted to make that joke about computer hacking you. I have the utmost respect for domestic hackers. You're doing the Lord's work. Really, really proud, proud Americans. Please don't hack me. That is it for our show this week. We want to thank you for tuning in and let you know that the forthcoming email dump from the show's email account will not contain any slurs or disparagements of Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. There will, however, be several cutting remarks about Gavin's inability to flush when he dumps. No one wants to see your poo, Gavin! 
If you would like to make cutter remarks about Gavin's Poo or this piece of poo we call a show, you should do it by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Podcast. If you should want to get constant updates on Gavin's bathroom habits, follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. If we had an Instagram, which we don't, because it turns out you can't post poo pictures on that service, it would also be the show name. All the shows are on SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, Gavin, The Flushless, and all the other fictional people on this show, we want to say, welcome to my life, going on behind my back, even while I sleep, Trump acting on his worst behavior, turn your back, things get worse, Uncle Pootie wants to rule the world. We'll see you next week. That even worked out Podcasts.